0: Megapixel podcast, the magic of shutter speed. Welcome to the Megapixel Podcast. I'm your host, Mike James. So happy you could join me today. Welcome to the show. You know, here at the Megapixel Podcast, we like to say you can take great pictures. You know, photography, it can be easy and it is a whole lot of fun. But so many people, you know, you get hung up on, uh, you, you get that brand new camera, you get all these buttons and dials and gizmos. You're just not sure what to make of it all. Just a little bit of help can take you a long way into taking those great pictures that you've been looking for. And today we're going to talk about a a subject that's a lot more straightforward, at least on the surface, than some of the subjects we've covered earlier. Today we're going to talk about shutter speed. We are also, I'm also going to link up to a couple of software utilities to help with the uh, noise reduction software. The, uh, you know, we talked about that on the last show when you, uh, when you go to higher ISOs or just take a picture of something that's very blank, you sometimes get a little speckling, a little noise. There's some great software utilities out there to help you out with that. But the main focus today is going to be on shutter speed. Now, it, it is one of the, the first things that you learn when you start taking pictures is shutter speed. I mean, you know, it's the first and pretty much the easiest thing to understand. The faster your shutter speed, the higher your shutter speed the more the action gets stopped in your camera. You know, how many of you remember when you uh, when you got your first camera? I remember I got my first camera. I was probably about 10 or 12, and I had one of those old uh, Kodak 110 cameras. That's a camera that looks kind of it's about the size of an ice cream bar and about the same, same shape, and it took the 110 film, which was like a, a little dual canister thing. It was like 35-millimeter film, just smaller, and the canister was just one piece. You just dropped it in. You didn't have to fiddle with it. And it was fixed focal length. You just had a little lens in the front, and you just clicked it and took your pictures. Didn't have a lot of control on those cameras. You know, those cameras, you didn't at least the one I had, there there wasn't really a lot you could do. You couldn't really adjust the shutter speed. It was just a point and shoot camera. And I know a lot of people nowadays they get their cameras and they still use them just like a point and shoot camera. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with clicking on the auto and taking your pictures. You'll get good pictures. Most of the time. And the thing is here, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to explain why maybe you want to take some of that control back when it comes to shutter speed. Now, of course, we've all experienced, if you're, uh, if you're taking a picture and it's a little darker, you know, there's not a lot of light, your shutter speed tends to get a little longer, doesn't it? Especially if you force your camera not to use the flash. You know, there are times we've talked about before where you don't want to use the flash for whatever reason. And so, let's say you're taking a picture somewhere, and whether or not you want your flash to work or not, you're taking a picture of something that's a little farther away. Sometimes it can be a little deceptive how bright the area is. One of the one of the most deceptive uh, picture picture taking locations is an ice rink. Uh, if you ever go to see a hockey game or figure skating, you know when you look at it. It looks pretty bright. I mean, that ice is white, and it looks pretty darn bright, but you will be amazed. It's probably one of the darkest places you'll ever try to take a picture because your eyes just get used to it. And yeah, the ice is kind of white, but that's deceptive because the, the things your people you're taking the pictures of really aren't lit that well. So your shutter speed tends to go down, and what happens? Y- you get blur, right? Or let's say you're taking a picture of your, your kid. Uh, he's out running around, and it's a little bit of a cloudy day. And you take his picture while he's playing soccer or football or basketball, and it comes out a little blurry. And the reason is because the shutter speed's a little long, and so you get it in your mind that, boy, I want the fastest shutter speed that I can get, because that's going to make my pictures look better. Well, I'm here to tell you that a lot of times that's true, but that is certainly not always the case. Now, as always, we're going to talk about some photographs I've got up on the website. You don't have to look at the photographs at the same time you listen to the show. You can go later and take a look at them. Also, if you ever want to look at uh, photographs from older shows, you don't have to go browsing through the whole website. You can just click on the gallery link at the top of www.megapixelpodcast.com, and that'll take you right to my Adobe Photoshop online gallery. So why wouldn't you want to take a picture at the fastest Shutter speed possible, assuming that you can, you know, there's enough light to take it at a fast enough shutter speed. Because I'm, I'm sure you're familiar that if you you get your shutter speed too fast, if it's not bright outside or you don't use the flash, you, you're not going to be picture is going to look real dark, right? Well, let's say you're outside, and you're taking a picture, but you you're taking a picture. My first shot here is a picture of some uh, rocks with a little mini waterfall. Yeah, it's not a big waterfall. This is just something at some. Uh, I believe this was at Cypress Gardens. I took this picture. And it's a, it's a picture of, you know, a couple boulders with some water cascading off of them. Really pretty picture. There's some nice green foliage in the background. And you'll notice when you look at that picture, if you click on the uh, the picture and get the large image, the water looks very velvety and very smooth. I took this picture at a very long exposure speed for the length of, you know, for the brightness of the day. I took it at like, you know, one- one sixtieth or one 30th of a frame per second. And uh, that's as slow as I could get it and still keep the, uh, keep the camera shake from getting in the way. You know, when you handhold, you get lower than 160th of a second and, uh, or one of a second, I'm pardon me. It, it gets really hard to keep everything in focus because your, your, your hands tend to shake a little bit. So uh, you take a look at that. If I would have taken that at a very high shutter speed, which I could have done because it was a very bright day. What would have happened? Well, the water would have been frozen, and it would have looked almost plastic. Maybe that's the look you're going for, but I wanted that velvety, smooth look. Now, I didn't do a real long shot. I could have gotten a tripod out and taken a real long exposure, you know, maybe a, a second and a half or two. And uh, then I could have gotten some a real interesting effect. But then the water tends to start in my eyes to look more like a sheet, um, and a sheet as in actual cloth. I like this in-between look where you get a little bit that you can tell it's water, but it's not that crisp, clean, solid look. It doesn't look like a piece of plastic that dried that way. So there's one perfect example of why you might want to use a little bit lower shutter speed. Now, the next three images are all the same issue. Now, I take a lot of uh, photography at air shows. If you've ever looked at my online gallery uh, at uh, on uh, not YouTube, listen to me. On Flickr, you'll notice that if you go to the website on the right-hand side, I have some pictures there. If you click there, it will take you to my gallery. But I always have pictures of uh, airplanes and things in the gallery because I go to a lot of air shows. And I've given three examples of pictures that just don't look right because I used too high of a shutter speed. The first picture is a great picture of uh, three airplanes, uh, two jets, and a P-51 Mustang prop plane. And if you look at it, it, initially it looks like a really nice photograph. But then something's kind of wrong about it. And the propeller on the P-51 looks almost frozen in time. It just doesn't look right because it doesn't look like it's really moving. Why is the airplane in the sky but its propeller isn't moving? Second picture is the same thing. The second picture is a special case. It's a uh, it's a helicopter. And if you ever take pictures of helicopters, you will understand what I'm talking about. You the Helicopters are almost impossible to take good pictures of. Um, without a lot of practice because there's two things working against you. First of all, the main rotor on the top of the helicopter rotates very, very slowly in comparison to what a normal normal aircraft uh, propeller. You can usually get away with a a shutter speed of somewhere around 250th of a second, maybe 1 200th of a second. Helicopters, you have to go even lower because their blades just, they rotate pretty slow because they're very big. And the other problem is helicopters tend to vibrate a lot. So as you get down to those lower shutter speeds, if they're applying a lot of power, they tend to look blurry because they're vibrating. But that, that's a whole nother show. And third picture is, again, this is a plane on the ground that was taxiing. And so it wasn't under a lot of power. And I probably had it at about 1 250th of a second. But the propellers are moving so slowly. Again, it does. It looks like the airplane's sitting still. You can see just a little bit of prop blur and that blur makes the picture look weird because you see the props are a little out of focus, but the rest of the plane looks good. It, it's just really doesn't look good. And this is a good example of why you might want to use a slower shutter speed to show some of the action. Now, these same rules would apply if you were taking a picture of someone, a, a football game or you're, or you're taking a picture of a, a basketball game or, or any kind of activity where you would normally see some action you may want to play around with lowering the shutter speed a bit and seeing exactly, focus in on the part of the subject that you want that's probably not moving as much. And if you get a little blur in the hands or the feet or, or something like that, maybe that's a good thing. You, it kind of captures the moment, the action. And if you want an example of that, the next set of pictures I have, I have that same Mustang and a second Mustang, both taken with the shutter speed being a little lower. Now, the first picture is an example of using a slower shutter speed, but moving with the object, panning with the object. So what I'm taking a picture of looks like it's in focus, because it is in focus, but the background looks blurred because it's actually... It looks like... You know, the background is blurred because I am panning the camera. I'm moving with the object. And, of course, the background is more or less stationary, so it gets blurred by the inference of me moving the camera... That's a great way to symbolize motion, whether you're taking a picture of a moving vehicle or a moving airplane, even a running person. Although with a running person, you know, if you have enough blur to get the background to blur out with motion blur, their arms are probably going to be blurry too. But maybe that's the effect you're going for. And that's the thing I want you to do. I want you to play with it. The second shot in that uh, in this third set shows a, an airplane coming right towards you. And you could see I've got a lot of prop blur on this where the prop, you can tell it's moving. The propeller is definitely spinning. Some people, when they photograph airplanes, they like the propeller to be completely blurred where you almost can't see it. I prefer much like this second shot with a Mustang coming at us. Now, in the third shot, I want to show you an example of when a high shutter speed is a good thing. I took a picture of a jet. Nice, beautiful picture of an F4 Phantom Jet. Crisp, clear picture, taking in a very high shutter speed. I believe I took this at about 1,000th one of a second. And it looks great. And why? Because there's nothing in that photograph that you expect to see motion from. Same thing with the next picture. The next picture is a picture of an American flag. This was a flag being being uh, uh, dragged below a helicopter as a part of an opening ceremony. Great, very dramatic picture. Beautiful picture of the flag, you know. Just it's just the flag. I didn't uh, didn't take a picture of it. I just like the, the 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 beautiful. I uh, love taking pictures of the American flag. I'm, I'm a patriotic guy. What do you want? But this is taken at a fairly high uh, high shutter speed as well, because with the flag, you can infer the motion from the waves in the fabric. You don't need to see blur to infer motion in that flag. So I want you got to play with shutter speed. You know whether you're taking a picture at a sporting event or you're taking a picture of your kid that's playing or just taking a picture somewhere else there's lots of great effects you can get with uh, with longer shutter speeds you can you know you can freeze motion it can be a really neat effect when you freeze motion and everything just looks like it stopped in time but a lot of times the better photograph has that inferred motion you kind of see a little blur here and there you see the motion you capture the moment Remember, if you want to send me your examples of when you played with your shutter speed, you can send those to megapixelpodcast at gmail.com. Now, as far as shutter speeds go, when we talk about, remember before we were talking about f-stops and stops, um, you know, when you change your ISO, the sensitivity on your camera, from 100 to 200 to 400, you know, that's considered one-stop of movement, you know, If you raise the ISO by one stop, making the, the camera more sensitive, and make your shutter speed one stop faster, everything will stay the same. Well, the, the shutter speed is pretty straightforward, and uh, I've got a list here on the website about uh, average shutter speeds at uh, and what they're usually going. It goes all the way from one second, then it goes to half a second, a quarter a second, an eighth of a second, a fifteenth of a second, a thirtieth of a second. You can see it pretty much doubles with a little bit of a tweak here and there. The most important thing to remember is, anything below one sixtieth of a second, you're gonna have to have a tripod. Um, even with modern image stabilization, if you get much below that, sometimes you can get to one thirtieth, depending on how good your hands are and how good your image stabilization system is in your camera. But really, you're probably gonna want a tripod. One hundred twenty-fifth of a second is about as slow as you want to go when you're when you're taking pictures of people. Uh, People that are doing anything but sitting still. 1 to 50th of a second is fast enough to to freeze people in most non-sport situations. And what I mean by it is people walking around, people on the street. You know, you can get a good picture of people at 1 to 250th of a second without too much trouble, as long as they're not involved in any very quick-moving activity. At 1 500th, you're pretty much good to go, even with fast-moving sports. But an interesting thing is, even at 1 1000th of a second, that's not fast enough to capture things like a moving race car without you doing a little bit of panning with the race car if the car is doing anything but coming directly towards you. And the reason is, even at 1 1000th of a second, if that car is moving at 200 miles an hour, it's going to move about three and a half inches. one one thousandth of a second. It's amazing, isn't it? Three and a half inches doesn't sound like much, but imagine how much blur that's going to infer. You're going to lose all the crispness to the photograph. So uh, go ahead, go out there, play with your shutter speed. Don't be afraid. Uh, Keep in mind, there's lots of reasons why you might want to use a higher or a lower shutter speed. Take a couple pictures of the same subject at different shutter speeds. See what the different effects are. Have fun. Also, I promised I was going to, we talked about uh, noise and ISO noise in the last show. And I, I do have, if you go to the website, www.megapixelpodcast.com, on the upper upper part of the site, right near the top banner, you'll see um, software links. If you click on that, you'll see links to a couple different pieces of software you can use to reduce noise in your images now, the, uh, the software I've linked up to is uh, one's called Noise Ninja. It's been around for a while. A lot of people swear by Noise Ninja. Another one's called Neat Image. A lot of people really love Neat Image. And then there's the one I use. And the one I use is called Noiseware. And the reason I use it is because uh, it offers a free version. And for 99% of you, that free version is going to do everything you need it to do. And if you look at the last set of pictures I have up here on the website for this week, you'll see I have a, uh, a couple, uh, two pictures, the same picture. One is before and one is after. I've used the, the noise reduction software. And you can see that when you're taking a picture of an airplane against a blue sky, you get a lot of speckling, especially if the sky is a little dark. And you can see how it takes away that speckling. You do lose just a little bit of detail depending on how much of the noise reduction you do, but it can make a huge difference. I want you to head on over to the website at megapixelpodcast.com and take a look there. Also, under that software link, I have a link to view If you don't have View, why not? You have to get it. Earth view is an image viewer Piece of software. It's a very small image viewer. You can also resize your images. That's 99% of what I use Earth View for is just to take a look at my pictures and maybe make a quick resize. You can do some basic editing with it as well, but basically it's an image viewer, and what's great about it is it's very quick, very snappy. I have the default JPEG um, associations in my Windows computer to Earth View because uh, it's just it's a quick and small program that doesn't take up a lot of overhead. So We've told you about ISO. We've told you about your shutter speed, what you can do to, you know, take pictures at different shutter speeds. We've taught you all about aperture and how it's the, you know, we've demystified aperture for you. Have you started taking those great pictures yet? You know, I I know you can. I I really want to see them. Send those pictures to megapixelpodcast at gmail.com. Share them with the community. Let's see what everyone's doing. Our next show will be all about composition. You know, we've given you the basics you need for these first few shows that you need to know how to operate. The main things on your camera. Sure, there's lots more we're going to talk about. You're going to learn a lot more. But let's get into some of the fun stuff. Composition, putting the picture together, taking a photograph, not just a snapshot. And and believe me, there is a difference. Don't forget to tell all your friends about the Megapixel podcast. Help the show grow. We really do appreciate it. Until next time, I hope everyone has a good one. And thank you for choosing the Megapixel podcast. The music for the Megapixel podcast is brought to you courtesy of George Fletcher's Bourbon Renault. You can find him over at music.podshow. Dot com. To send us feedback or your pictures, don't forget it's podcast at gmail.com. And let's keep those attachments as JPEGs. All pictures submitted may be used in the podcast or on the website. I'm Mike James, host of the Megapixel Podcast. I really do appreciate you downloading and listening to the show. I hope everyone has a great week. And don't forget, you can take Great pictures.